Hello, and welcome to Control Walt Delete, a new podcast from The Verge. I am Neil Patel, I'm the editor in chief of The Verge, and I'm joined here for the second week by Walt Mossberg, our executive editor and one of the founders of Recode. Hey, Walt, how's it going? Great, Neil. I and I kind of hate to mention this, be- oh, but before we get started, I just wanted to say, you know, you still owe me a hundred dollars, <laughs> and I have a family to feed, Neil. <laughs> I need that hundred dollars. So I have this idea for a video where you get a square reader and I actually you swipe a card. No, you uh, just you just get I, the square app and you just right. send it to me. You know, jeez. I love that I'm just holding out. <laughs> I mean, Eli. <laughs> How are we going to prove to the listener that we that I did that I did this transaction? That's why I'm holding. I don't want it to just be quietly in the back. I want to make a yeah. show of it. Uh, we'll it sounds figure. like an excuse. I think that's what most debtors say. Wait till <laughs> I can get it on video. Yeah, exactly. Wait till I can prove it. Right. All right. Well, if the listeners have an idea for how I can prove, how we can make a, a spectacle of me paying you a hundred bucks, I will happily do that. So All right. They can tweet at me. They can tweet at you. So, well, uh, this week you reviewed the TiVo Bolt, a new TiVo. Yeah. Um, I'm a, a ba- an unabashed TiVo like fan. I've had TiVos forever. I've had virtually every model of TiVo. You've had TiVos for a long time as well. I have. And this is, and you reviewed, actually we're going to get to this, we have your column, your first ever TiVo review from 1999 that we're right. going to kind of take a look back on. But uh, this TiVo is probably the weirdest looking TiVo that has ever existed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, uh, most of the previous TiVos have been black or black and gray, if I remember correctly. And they looked like a cable box. They are a cable box, of course, but um, but they looked, you know, not that they were better looking, to be honest, than your Comcast or, uh, I imagine, Time Warner cable box. But they look like a cable box, a big square rectangle. This is significantly smaller. It's uh, and it's white, and it's got this. It doesn't. It just the pictures make it look like a smooth curve. Mm-hmm instead of you know just a flat rectangle but it actually has an angle at the top it has like a a crease in it at the top so it's a very unusual thing it's like a kind of uh uneven v-shaped thing that sits there under your tv and it's white Uh, but uh the internals have all been upgraded from the uh, previous the, the from the model that it's replacing which is the base uh, model of what was called their Romeo series. That, that one of was, one of the like, worst names in it. TiVo Bolt is such a better name than because Romeo is a, obviously a play on the word the name Romeo and Juliet, but it's spelled. Rome. You think? Yeah. Uh, it's just such a bad. Like it was just such a well, bad they, one. It's just a bad they, name. Look, look. Nobody ever accused TiVo of being a brilliant marketing company, right? <laughs> I mean, seriously, <laughs> seriously. Well, no, they did. They have one great marketing win, one of the the best wins in all of technology history, which is the bleeps and bloops of the interface. Yeah, right? you re- I love you- the bleeps and bloops. And people still call it TiVoing a show. And then you know every movie has that sound when they right. rewind or pause. But then nobody has the boxes anymore, right? This is like a thing, right? Every the cable company box was always going to kill TiVo, and TiVo had a patent licensing program, right? So they license or patent they sue people left and right if you make a dvr tivo will sue you they just sued samsung uh no one in history has a samsung dvr but samsung thought about it so tivo sued them um (laughs) right it it was a significant part of their revenue stream right no they look they they started out as a consumer device uh 
and they actually had a competitor called Replay mm-hmm. at the time, which interestingly enough, uh, one of the principal people involved in that now is the CEO of Roku. And um, they, uh, but over the years, they, they, you know, the cable companies did, did not like TiVo. I don't remember if they sued them, but they certainly didn't like them. And, and you couldn't, the idea originally was you were supposed to like walk into Best Buy yeah. and be able to buy your own your own cable box with whatever features it had that might have been better than the next guy's cable box or a lower price or you know capitalism but that didn't happen and uh you can still buy a TiVo and Best Buy uh or Amazon but you as far as I know there are no other yeah, cable there- boxes there are many streaming boxes, which we we will talk about, I'm sure, and the and the TiVo is a hybrid cable box. It's an actual cable box. Mm-hmm. You use a, what's called a cable card uh, that you put in the back of it, and that turns it into a cable box. And then it has built into it uh, the most popular handful of streaming. Uh, uh, web video services like YouTube and Netflix and Amazon and uh, they had Hulu. Now they don't have it on the bolt, but it's coming back. Um, and uh, and then they have some audio ones like Spotify and Pandora. And that's and and so you can switch. You can do something you cannot do with your cable company's box right. and let's say an Apple TV. And the underlying you, you, this cable card thing that underlies it has. Actually, the most interesting thing is I was reading your reviews. Like installing this was easy. Like yeah. you, know, you called Comcast for the first acti- time. You activated a cable card. I've, I mean, the cable card system was designed to be akin to the SIM card system in phones. And I think exactly. most people listening to this podcast would know that. You know, now with phones, it didn't. It wasn't always this way. But now with phones, you can get a new phone. You can throw a SIM card into it, and chances are it's going to work. Right? That's what I did Sunday with my new yeah, iPhone success. And it, it just, moves this phone number. It moves all your counting. Moves all your billing. Right. And you're supposed to be able to do this with cable cards, but the cable companies made it so hard to activate and move these cards that, t- like, getting a TiVo has always been fraud. I would get TiVo review units, and I would like cringe in fear that I well, was going to destroy my cable system i would need a truck roll to the house in many cases and in one case i remember having to go to the comcast office now comcast has a helpline specifically for this for cable cards and um they were i called them because you do have to give them the number of the new box and that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff which i don't Mm -hmm. think is unreasonable it's the kind of thing you do when you're in the apple store activating you know something new Uh, and it it, it, you know it just just worked and it just worked and i was shocked i was prepared for a paragraph like i've written in other reviews saying (laughs) this was a nightmare but it it, it wasn't i mean i've had cable cards get fried out by the activation signal so then i have no cable and i gotta like on top of like having it be broken and like my time wasted, then we have no television, and my wife is like, "I'd like to." Watch I think TV. I'm just a better tech guy than you. I think That's that might be it. True, I, but like, ugh. <laughs> like I had my Walt's, soldering iron out and ready. But Walt's hacking the cable. It. Walt's phone freaking <laughs> in the cable system. Yeah, uh, For some so reason I get, I'm so, getting Belgian news on my uh, TiVo. Is that <laughs> is that natural? Yeah. Eli, is that what it's? Walt's actually broadcasting live from his house and doing a number of Comcast markets right now <laughs> using his TV. That's true. Uh, so tell me about the belt. So it, it's not substantially – the software, they haven't updated the UI, right? Like 
if you have a TiVo, you're kind of familiar with this thing. Yeah, but they're I mean, positioning this lower market, right? I mean, this is an entry level. This is an entry level box, but it's been all the internals have been up, upgraded, so it it has a faster processor. It has tripled the the memory. Uh, it it has it offers uh, optionally uh, a terabyte of storage right. instead of just five hundred gigabytes. Which TiVos did you have before? I have the big Romeo with like six tunes. Well, I actually I actually skipped the Romeo uh, oh, because really? because the big feature there was out of home streaming, mm-hmm. and both of our reviews pointed out that it was horrible. Yeah, it's so awful. I skipped it. it. Does not work. It crashes and on all my iOS devices. I had the previous one, which was called the Premium. Uh, a premiere, sorry, not premium. But the premiere was slow as hell. The only reason yeah. I upgraded the Romeo is because the premiere was so slow. And this yet, actually, and an, yet, the Romeo was also slow. I don't know. My Romeo is it, my Romeo is fine. You know, and this is like every year at CES, I have a meeting with TiVo, and they tell me it's going to be fast now, and then I get one. I'm like, this wasn't fast, and this is the first time that it it, it is meaningfully faster. With the well, Romeo. this Bolt is faster than That's your Romeo. Called the Bolt, yeah. Um, but what's interesting to me about it. There's two things that I think are, are fascinating to me. One is sort of the nerdy part, which is the cable card stuff, which is the TV tuner stuff, which is that is sort of – it's taken this long for that set of chips and hardware components and everything to be miniaturized. It always was huge and heavy and hot, which is why these boxes have been so big, because there's no action in the market, right? So there's not really been a long push to make that stuff smaller – and that's why you know the stream box, like the Apple TV. The, or the cable Roku. card isn't any smaller; it's the same cable card. Yeah, but the internal components to run. Oh yeah, Actually, to run that in, whole text in the bolt. Yeah, the cable card goes underneath. Oh wow! Not in the back. There's a there's a there's a door in the. I, we are so friggin' nerdy. I love it. Tell you and this I is on great. this podcast. I don't know who loves this. <laughs> Where you? This you is turn, what we wanted from us forever. Is you turn this out. son of a bitch over. You, am I allowed to say that? You open the door. I demand that you say it on every show from now on. <laughs> you open the door. Well, I am opening every show with the hundred dollars. I'll tell you that. You open every. In fact, I'm going to keep making hundred dollar bets and winning them. I'll see about that. No, I, I, I'm coming back on that one. Uh, anyway. You open this door on the bottom, and there's a slot. It's like the old, the old, um, you know, laptop cards that you used to have before you had USB, basically. Yeah. And you put that in, and uh, and then you close the door. Right. Then you call, in my case, Comcast. Now you, I live, listeners. This is important. I live in the Washington D.C. area, and uh, my cable company is Comcast. You live in New York, and your cable company is. Fi- I have Verizon. I have FiOS. Oh, you have FiOS. I picked my apartment building to avoid Time Warner specifically. Okay. Excellent. I have FiOS for internet, but not for yeah. TV. And but FiOS supports cable card, but it's like very strange because FiOS isn't a traditional cable system. It's, yeah. it's like I understand. Thing. But it's, I understand. But so anyway, hack I cannot also. guarantee that every every cable system's cable card uh, setup will be. Will, will be as easy as right but my my, my point with it that this is a, there's two sides of this box right there's literally the modern streaming video as we think about it side where it competes with apple tv and roku and there's so much money and innovation in those chipsets and experiences and speed and delivery right and then there's this like this antiquated part exactly actually and it's taken so long for that technology stack to get miniaturized and smaller and this is why the thing is smaller now. Uh, the whole physical unit is smaller because finally 
those that side of the technology equation is has been modernized and they've married them in this TiVo and TiVo has for years made this like series of garbage technology bets, right? Like three years ago, they ran the whole stack on flash. Like they're like, we're betting on flash. And the whole industry is like, we don't, <laughs> we don't understand you. And the next year are like, well, flash is dead. We're betting it on Adobe air. And the industry is like, it's literally the same choice. Go Godspeed. And finally now they're doing HTML five and they, well, their just, argument trying to marry was this in, old and new inside this box. And in like the very, Romeo, they told me yesterday they had HTML5 mm-hmm. and Flash, and this in this bolt they simply junked Flash. Yeah, so that, that's what's every saying. and and this really this part of our conversation really applies to the new modern streaming side, the apps side, because right. these are all apps. Right. Netflix is an app, YouTube is an app, you know, Amazon is an app, and so. You know, enough of them now have HTML5 apps, the one exception uh, being Hulu in, in the group that they have, that um, that they felt like they could just dump Flash. Yeah. And so they don't have Flash. And um, but, but, you know, this is an important point that I think maybe some people listening to this who don't have cable don't understand, which is – um, this is the only – I could be wrong. Some listener will probably tell me if I'm wrong. But as far as I know, this is the only hybrid box. Right. So you, it is a cable box that can replace the cable box from your cable company. Uh, it, and at the same time, you you can go right from watching you know, some uh, football game on live on cable to watching uh, House of Cards on Netflix – with with just by searching or or by going to your record, list of recorded shows or however you want to do it without changing the input on your TV this is on the same input in the same box and it has linear TV and it has the streaming thing and to me obviously you know you could look at it and say well wait a minute cable's going away right. people are canceling their subscriptions Younger people are not even subscribing. I mean, I have I have two sons uh, uh, who don't even have cable, uh, and so do many other people. But but the point is, um, the vast majority, even these polls and these um, reports that show um, a somewhat accelerating pace of cord cutting or cord nevers. Uh, meaning people that never had cable, um, even those show that the, still the vast majority of people use cable. Yeah, and n- there's some significant overlap where they ha- have used cable, but they also have a Roku, or they also have an Apple TV, well, or an but, Amazon, or a Chromecast, or but something. So this combines like this is the box. This is the one box. It's, yeah, to, they, and they, they've called it the one box before, but this is the box where it has all of the stuff. Right, it has all of the live events. It has. You know, the, the Grammys and the VMAs and NFL football is all here and you can right. record it. It's got the new commercial skipping feature where you just push one button and it blasts by all of them. Yeah. You can I mean, watch shows whoa, 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 whoa. We, we need to get back to that. Style. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It, it, I'll t- we'll t- get back to that. But go ahead. Finish your thought. Uh, no, it, it, it's got these features that make the actual experience of watching television as we understand it better because it is TV. And then it. It has integrated search, like everything has to have now. So you search for a show; it's not on TV or your hard drive, and you can pull it off one of the streaming providers and just watch it. You can go ahead and watch it. Right. And this, to me, 
this is the finally now because it it has a modern software stack and more modern hardware and it's fast. This is the thing that TiVo has been building to forever, and it is it looks very much like the product people expect Apple to put out, right? Not in terms of what the design of the interface and all this other stuff, but in terms of what it offers to you as a consumer. It offers television, like actual television, and it offers a series of apps that pull out streaming content. And, and it doesn't have games and a touchpad remote, but it has all the stuff. And what's fascinating to me is it just TiVo's just been plodding along and they finally put out a box. It's like relatively cheap. You got to pay the service fee, but and it's hidden in the price. We should talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it's a premium prop. We will talk about it. It's, it's not that cheap, but, but it's, it, it's interesting because this isn't very specifically isn't the thing that Apple released. Yeah, and here's the thing about because Apple: that cable car technology stack is so shitty that nobody else wants to touch it. All right, you love for me to tell stories. So I I'll love tell you, stories. I'll tell you a story. So I don't remember the year, but it was I don't know six, seven, eight years ago. Um, there was a very serious conversation between Brian Roberts, the head of Comcast, and Steve Jobs about having Apple build a a really cool, well-designed, Apple-esque cable box for Comcast. And um, I don't know whether the intention was to make it be hybrid, but even if it didn't start as hybrid, knowing what we know now, it would have had apps eventually. Yeah. It would have had, you know streaming and so it would have been a hybrid box and, and a competitor to TiVo and if the deal fell apart uh, both of them told me the deal fell apart although they, just, they described I had conversations with both of them in a relatively short period of time um, the deal fell apart um, over uh, the use of some middleware <laughs> which the cable companies R&D lab called Cable Labs yeah. had developed, which um, Steve Jobs, you know, used a, uh, a really bad word to describe <laughs> and <laughs> said, I would never put Apple's brand on something that used this crappy middleware. Yeah. And um, but Comcast felt, you know, it, it just use this middleware and then build, you know, your Apple magical stuff on top of it. And, yeah. And, and so it fell apart. It might have fallen apart on a hundred other things if they got past that. But, um, yeah, so um, – but, but what Apple, I think, is trying to bring out is actually – I think at this point – and maybe – it may have been true that at one point they wanted Apple TV. In fact, I think it was true that at one point they envisioned Apple TV as being like this. It would be your cable box – it would take a cable card or some other way of getting the cable, and it would also have online. You know, it would have right. iTunes and it would have Netflix and, and all but that. But I think other that's stuff. the dream. But right? now, now I think they're betting on the day when there is nothing that comes over the traditional cable uh, coax right. uh, head end kind of uh, you know methodology, and it's all streamed. And my feeling is they launched the app. They the Apple TV, the new one, it was supposed to launch with a streaming television service, and they correct. They just haven't gotten it there yet. Like, right, they and can't and get the deals. As our friend, our our, 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 our and and I think the best media reporter around, Peter Kafka at Recode, has constantly reported. Um, you know, they have been. It's been several years now. I think even that they've been in serious negotiations with the media companies. And just haven't been able to get to a deal to offer that service. But I think the hardware that they released 
uh, in, uh, you know, this summer was um, it kind of lays down a marker for right. a, a, a hardware and software platform in which they can into which they can plug a service when they get one. I mean, it's fascinating too. I mean, because that cable app is nowhere. Like I'm saying, nobody else uses cable cable card because you got to deal with cable labs and their patent licensing restrictions and all. I mean, it's it's the cable industry. Like they're not they're not great technologists. I think it's fair to say, right? Like they they should deliver you. Inter- this is like your your wireless carriers thing. Well, it's like I just want them to deliver me services, and I would like my own experiences layered on top of exactly services. right. That's right. exactly so right. So why don't you talk about the two, uh, the the ad skipping feature and the, the, the quick mode on okay. the Kiva for a minute. So, and then I want to get into, because I think that's actually an excellent transition into your 1999 call. There's a line I want to read from that. Neelai the historian. That's me. That's you. Uh, <laughs> okay. So uh, they never had real commercial skipping in the TiVo. And if you think about it, one of the big differences, one of the big pleasures – of, of, of watching um, online streaming video, whether it's Netflix or even the new Hulu option for no ads, um, is no ads. It's a first world problem and it sounds whiny to say it, but I I much prefer no ads to having to zoom through ads. Right. And um, well, actually, that's... now if you're gonna if, if you're starting here, I should just read you. I should read this sentence from 1999 because you're, right. you're, you're it's this is what I mean. The themes that you have been talking about in these industries have just been there for years. So this is Walt's first ever review of TiVo. It was combined. It was a combined review of TiVo and Replay TV from, what's the date on here? Uh, April 9th, 1999. And this is how it closes. A greater problem with TiVo is that it is too closely tied to TV networks and advertisers, sometimes to the detriment of consumers. Unlike Replay, TiVo plans to make money in part by downloading specially targeted commercials to each box based on viewer habits. Because of this, TiVo has no commercial skipping button like Replays, and TiVo's press literature even attacks Replays feature, declaring that while it may appeal to the pirate in all of us, it doesn't make good business sense. Here's Wall again. Huh? Since when is it piracy to want to avoid annoying ads? If you're going to buy one of these products now, I'd suggest Replay TV. The yeah, that worked out really successful well. Replay TV. <laughs> so, so, now, so now there's a big change in the Bolt, and you should talk about that. Yeah. So what they've done with the Bolt, and it was funny because um, – uh, they, I, they, I quoted, I mentioned this 1999 review and there was one person there who, a very high ranking person there who remembered it and we had a talk about it. Um, and, uh, but basically what they've decided is, you know, it's become an ingrained consumer habit. No advertiser on television is under any illusion anymore. People are going to skip through the ads if they can. Right. If somehow in the process of skipping through them, they may they find something that looks like maybe it might be interesting, maybe they'll stop. But basically, they're going to skip through the ads. And so TiVo said, okay, everybody knows they're going to skip through the ads, so we're going to make it easy. And they did a really interesting thing. They actually ta- – when you record a show, they tag it um, and – they like tag the start. Beings tag it. Human beings. They it's tag crazy. the start and the end. It's crazy of each commercial block. Which, as you know, I mean, the, when I wrote that column in 1999, the the commercial skipping button on replay was in 30 second increments. Yeah. But ads, there's long blocks of ads now, and they are different lengths. So they tag them. They tag them, and within a few minutes, on your list of things you've recorded, 
there is a little label, a little green label that says skip. And then if you happen to be watching an ad, they'll actually prompt you to skip. They'll say hit the the D button, which on the remote actually is now labeled skip. And when you do that, what happens is kind of, I have to say, it's kind of magical. You go instantly back. It's so wild. Forward, not back, forward to the to the beginning of the next scene or the next part of the show. And this is all, they've got just an army of people watching primetime Probably not an army. But, you know, they, they know, look, there's a limited number of shows, there's a limited number that they know are most popular. I'm sure they get around. It probably takes longer to tag some show that hardly anyone records. You well, know, they, but they have the data, right? I mean, they're TV. They do. They know they exactly data. what everybody's recording. They they do. So um, uh, I I I found it flawless. I did not I did not find that it failed me once. It it immediately. I just never saw ads. So if somewhere buried in the six ads there was one that was really clever. Or one that, because of my job, I was interested in, like some Samsung ad attacking <laughs> Apple or something. I would never have seen it, even, right? Because I wasn't either zooming through or hitting thirty-second advance. So that's one thing that speeds you up know, the watching. So that happens right away. So even if you record it, and then if you record it, I don't know, if you, you were recording a show right now and you went to watch it ten minutes from now, it would be tagged. Yeah. So that's I'll, crazy because you know almost the, certainly the networks sell. Uh, three-day block. So if you, I, I don't know if people know this. So ratings, TV ratings are uh, like C plus three. That's the industry jargon. So right. it's, um, so the ads count on the day it airs and for three days afterwards in your DVR. So the, the networks are now building the DVR watching into their... So it makes sense for me that they would let you skip ads completely after the window because nobody gives a shit anyway. But it's amazing to me that they went full-on sort of pro-consumer and uh, let you do it right away. It's great, actually. I give them credit for it, and I give them more credit for the fact that it really works. Um, there are limitations. They only have 20 networks they do it on. They only do it on shows that air from 4 o'clock to uh, midnight. Uh, the late-night shows are included, by the way. Yeah. They they don't do it for sports, and they don't for live sports, and they don't do it for uh, local TV programming. Right. I don't know why exactly. Well, local because they'd have to do it in every market locally, and then yeah. sports. You presumably yeah. are watching more. It, and I asked them, what you know, I had like an annoying editor. God, I have to tell you, I had an annoying <laughs> editor on this. And uh, <laughs> seriously, what a pain in the ass! And he goes, "Why? Why four o'clock to midnight?" And like to me, it's like who, who's watching TV some other time in the day? But I called dutifully, you know, and I said, "Why four o'clock to midnight?" And they said, "Well, no one watches TV the rest of the- no." They, they said basically that's when most people are recording shows, and we have to do- we're doing this manually, so you know we're starting out. So we decided to start out with four o'clock to midnight. Which is what the editor should have figured out in the first place, but that's a different story. Anyway, so that's the first thing that speeds up watching TV. The second thing is they have a thing called quick mode, which actually increases the speed at which the show is aired. Yeah. Not not aired, but at which you can watch the show after you record it by um, 30%. And it works on every single recorded show. There's no limits on that. And – you would think that the voices would sound like somebody was just, you know, huffing helium or something or yeah. a chipmunk was talking. But actually they have an audio pitch control mechanism, which, yeah. you know, is around. There, these That kind of software has been around for a while. 
in, for instance, audio books, you know, where you can say, read me this book at, you know, a third faster or half faster speed, but the voice remains, you know, somewhere in the in the range of normality. And that's what's interesting is that's such a podcasting thing. Right? Every good pod, even Apple's built-in podcasting app and every great podcasting app has such a feature. And I never thought about applying it to television. Right. Well, they did. Yeah. And, and so um, my... You know, my take on that was that it was really a clever feature. Um, it's particularly great on, you know, uh, uh, golf, baseball. Um, it's great on uh, talk shows, I think, you know. Um, I watched, I recorded the big, just when when I was testing, I recorded the Big Bang Theory, some repeat of it that was on. And, and, um, and by the way, it prompts you for all these, just like on the commercial skipping, it'll It'll prompt you that you can use what's called uh, uh, quick take and um, quick mode. It's quick mode. Quick mode. Yep. Yeah. And so um, uh, you do it, and in the Big Bang Theory, where which is a show where people talk fast anyway, um, you know the motions were not crazy, and it, it was perfectly fine watching it. And, and I, if I was binge watching it, or if I was yeah. somebody who watched it every week. Think of the time I, I was getting, a, you know, a few minutes back every half hour watching of it, um, and then you, and then no ads. So you're watching a thirty minute show. Yeah, and, and you can combine. Minutes. That's right. You can combine these two features. So if you happen to be watching a show where the ad skipping uh, uh, works, and since all shows have the speed up feature, you could really you could get like a month, a year of your life back or something. Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, and uh, so you're right. Tebow, this Tebow boat makes a watching cable uh, much, I think, much better. And in some ways, ironically, it begins to resemble what people like about watching a, a web video um, without commercials. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's funny. To, it it well, you sh- we should. It's we should talk about the price and stuff, but to to me, it's like a little too late, right? Like, might be the yeah. the if you have a cable subscription, you should probably consider buying a TiVo Bolt. There's some pricing consideration in the mix um, because of this like sort of hidden monthly fee that we should definitely talk about, and then we should wrap up. But then, if you don't have a cable subscription, there's nothing about this device that I think would really convince somebody to go out and get one. Oh no, 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 absolutely, and and I said that at the end of the column. Uh, I, I'm not saying this should pull you back into cable uh, in any way, shape, or form. But again, I want to remind you that what we have here, and this is not an uncommon thing in tech in general and, and in media in general, particularly in media, is that you know, you're riding down a slow desi- descending curve. It's not like tomorrow cable is going to go off a cliff and nobody's going to have cable subscriptions. So if you were the, pe- the people running TiVo, you're not – dumb and you know that eventually you've got to file more lawsuits to make up for the decline well they'll, they'll be filing the lawsuits but i mean i think in a way the bolt is a nice sign that they haven't given up altogether on making a consumer product right instead of just sitting back and collecting patent fees right they have another business by the way which is they provide the ui for a lot of smaller cable companies um uh, i think it's something like 70 they claimed now um that they provide the ui for yeah um, so is, did they update the entire UI yet? Is it all in HD yet? Do you look? The the thing that pissed me off most about the Romeo is it's been however long. I mean, it's been ten years or something since 
HDTVs have been out and they, or since the HDTVs have been out and the whole thing is not yet in HD. Like it'll flip back to 4.3 and like the settings. <clears throat> well, on the website, The Verge, yeah. theverge.com, you're familiar with it? Maybe. In my column, mm-hmm. it actually says that the UI is now almost entirely Almost HD. entirely. There's two screens oh in the settings How of Neelai. How hard Nilai. can this be? Neelai, listen to me. Uh, There's two screens in the settings section that are not HD. No one should buy a TiVo. How often? Come on. Just finish the product. It's like you're going to these two screens. They keep putting out these products to fly down. Like, it's just zip it up. Just like get it together before you leave the house. (laughs) All right. How much does the thing cost? All right. So here's the deal. Here's what I don't like. I've never liked about TiVo. Yeah. Which is, you know, they charge a fee and the fee has recently been $15 a month. Now, there is a separate thing I'm not even going to talk about where you can pay several hundred dollars for like a lifetime thing and then they won't charge you. And they still have that, but I'm not going to talk about it. So it's 15 bucks a month. And and I would always say to them every time one would come out and I would write about it, I would say to them, why do you still have this stupid fee? And they would say, well, (laughs) if if you bought just bought a Comcast box or a Time Warner box or something, they charge you some fairly low fee for the box, every box, and they charge you for DVR. which is, a, I think, a vestige of the past, um, but it's true. So they say, so we're justified. Now, this, this is important to note. This is a TiVo fee. It's over and above what you're paying yeah. the cable company. Uh, now that, that what they're, going, they're doing is an, two things. They're making it an annual fee, three things. They're making an annual fee of about 150 bucks. They're cutting the price. It was about 180 bucks. If you multiply fifteen by twelve, you know it's one hundred and eighty bucks, and they're um, and they're building it into the base price of the unit. So for a year, you won't be charged the annual fee, and then in the second year, you will be billed one hundred and forty nine bucks. So the base unit is three hundred bucks. But if you think about that, Neela, if you take the one hundred forty nine dollar fee out, that's leaves the unit at one hundred and forty nine dollars, which is the same price as the new Apple TV. Yeah. It would be pretty damn attractive without that fee, but I don't know if they could stay in It just business. seems like they, they the thing is on store shelves, and people look at it, and they're like, a $15 monthly fee? We're never going to pay that, and they put it down. So now they've hidden the fee for the first year, and then a year from now, they're going to hit you up for another 180 bucks or 150 bucks, which just, I mean, all they're really giving you is guide data, right? I mean, it's not like something- Right, right. Should- and it costs them something for the guide data, and you know- Look, they could even have a fee if, if it was four ninety five. It would be a big difference, right. I think. Um, but you know, they're just rolling in cash from the patent lawsuits. <laughs> I guess I no, I don't know. Maybe they're not rolling. Maybe there's not. Maybe they need more patent lawsuits. I, <laughs> keep, literally, in their last earnings report, they were like, you know, our our patents that we've been filing patent lawsuits, they're about to expire. So we got some new patents, and now we're going to try those out. And like, that's a part. It's crazy, crazy all around. I know. All right. So, do you think I should ask them for the hundred dollars you owe me? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, here, well, we'll, uh, we'll bundle it into the first year, and then I'll charge you, and I'll, I'll pay you fifteen bucks a month for the for the rest of the year. All right. So that is our show. We've got as always. I suspect Walt, you and I are always going to go a little bit over on this show, which I think will be fun. But that is Control Walt Delete. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we've already gotten great reviews on Twitter and on iTunes, so please, we love the feedback. I know Walt especially loves the feedback. Tweet at us. Walt is at Walt Mossberg. I'm at Reckless. Go hit iTunes. Uh, leave us 
a good review. Tell us what you like and what you don't like. I'm actually curious if you have a cable box, leave us a review. Tell us about that. You can follow at Verge on Twitter. You can hit us on Snapchat. We're at the Real Verge on Snapchat. Uh, and then we have many, many other podcasts we listen to. Uh, the Vergecast, uh, Verge ESP with Emily Yoshida and Liz Lopato, uh, and What's Tech with Chris Plant. I got to say, um, I'll do a little, I'll do a little teaser for What's Tech because uh, they're going to record it right after this. Um, we were talking about skipping ads on TV and you know how it's pro-consumer. And then there's the flip side, the converse of that debate is ad blocking on the internet. Um, and so Jim Bankoff, our CEO, is going to record an episode of What's Tech with Chris Plant to talk about sort of how our business on the internet works, how our website works, and how ad blocking will affect Fox Media and The Verge. So that should be very interesting. So has this entire episode of our podcast, Neelai, Put us on the wrong side of our CEO. No, I don't. I don't think that's true at all. I think Jim likes to skip the ads on TV, but I don't think he's allowed to legally say it. Uh, I, don't, I have uh-huh. no idea okay. if that's true or not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and that, so that episode uh, will be up in. No, but that that'll be great. And actually, there have been a, a couple of tweets today um, saying uh, because you wrote an essay about this uh, ad blocking on the web, saying, well, wait a minute, I mean, skipping ads on TV is fine, but it's not fine on the web. Yeah, know, I, so. I think a lot of people misconstrued my essay. I don't care. Block the ads. On the, we, the, a company the size of Vox Media will be fine, right? Like, we've taken uh, hundreds of millions it, of dollars. And let's face it, that's all we care about. Yeah, like, we'll be fine. But So block the ads. Like, skip the ads on your TV, block the ads. I'm telling you, it'll be fine. What you should know, though, is that I think there's a big fight between Apple and Google and Facebook. And, you know, that... That's something like I think people who read the Verge care about it. So I read about it. Anyway, can whatever. I just say one, one more yeah. thing quickly? Or seriously, just yeah, one more absolutely. thing. Absolutely. I think in both the case of TV and the case of the web, a big part of this is just getting the ads to be better. Yep. If, it, if the ads didn't interrupt the TV show for as long as they do, the impulse to skip them would be much lower. And on the web, if the ads weren't terrible and intrusive and creepy, People wouldn't be wouldn't care about it. Yeah. So um, this is this is an incentive for the ad industry to do a better job. Yeah, and I think we're all in the, like it's funny that uh, it's just funny that our, our readers think we have a stance. Like I, I think we're, the Verge is relentlessly pro consumer, and we should continue to be so. Skip the ads, enjoy. All right, that was Control Athlete. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week to talk about Walt's latest column and hopefully some blast from the past that relates to these themes. It's my favorite part of the show is Neil Patel, historian, just just to annoy Walt because I know he loves it. Uh, and that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Walt, thank you for uh, being on the show again. Happy to be here. Take care. Take care.